The Bill Shakespeare Project presents This Week in Shakespeare for the week ending Monday, April the 16th, 2018. Bartophiles, and welcome to the 196th episode of This Week in Shakespeare, a podcast brought to you by the Bill Shakespeare Project. This is our weekly opportunity to let you know about the latest and greatest in Willie Shakespeare headlines coming at you every Tuesday. The goal here is to hit you with a quick blast, no more than 10 minutes tops, of Bard-related news. Plus, we'll try to serve up some historical dates for what were the past seven days of the year. So, this week's news stories included... This Week News out of Ohio ran the story of the Actors Theater of Columbus's plans to do a 24-hour Shakespeare on April 28th. In this event, scripts will be handed out the evening before the show and roles randomly assigned. Sounds like a freaking blast. American Theater was one of many media outlets to preview the PBS documentary Still Dreaming about the Lilith Booth Shakespeare group at the Actors' Home, which brings senior residents together to read scenes. The LA Times reviewed both Hamlet and St. Joan by Bedlam, which closed this past weekend in Santa Monica, giving the two plays a mixed review because of the small four-actor casts and their length. The Guardian reviewed Pericles by Cheek by Jowl at the Barbican in London, giving it a mixed three of five stars review, and saying that the Mental Ward set production displays undeniable cleverness, but that an epic romance had been turned into a modest chamber work. The Independent also reviewed the production running through next weekend, giving it another three of five star review, and saying that it is fitfully very interesting, but not vintage cheek by jowl. And finally, we have a slew of King Lear reviews. DC Theater Scene reviewed King Lear by Royal Shakespeare Company on tour in New York, saying the production reminds us of the Bard's insights into stormy times, and the self-delusions of the powerful. Theater Mania also reviewed the production at the Brooklyn Academy of Music, saying Anthony Shear's title king is great, but director Gregory Doran's inspired but incongruous direction does not help the show. The New York Times also reviewed the production running through the end of the month, calling it a high-water mark. And the Daily Beast also reviewed it, saying that it's pretty funny for a great Shakespearean tragedy. Let's take a look back on the last seven days and how they relate to Shakespearean history, both his and the history in his plays. On April the 10th, 1512, James V of Scotland was born. His daughter, of only six years of age, would succeed him when he died in 1542. On April 11th, 1471, Edward of York conquered London, taking Henry VI prisoner and the throne for himself as Edward IV. These events are depicted in the third part of Henry VI. On April 12, 1550, the man who wrote Shakespeare's plays was born, if you're an Oxfordian. This is the day that Edward de Vere, 17th Earl of Oxford, was born, and there are many who believe that he was the man behind the quill, so to speak. On April 13, 1570, Guy Fawkes was born. He led a group of Catholics in a failed attempt to blow up Parliament and King James I in what was called the Gunpowder Plot. While not strictly Shakespearean, he was big news in the Bard's day. April 14th is a busy, busy, busy day in Shakespeare history. 
on this date in 1471, Richard Neville, 16th Earl of Warwick, died. For Shakespeare fans, he is better known as the Kingmaker in the second and third parts of Henry VI. Originally aligned with Henry, he became a Yorkist leader in the War of the Roses and helped bring Edward IV to power. Also on April 14, 1904, famed British actor and director John Gielgud was born. His Hamlet in the 1930s is noted as being one of the best of his generation, and it was just one of a number of Shakespearean roles throughout his career. By the 1950s, he had included directing into the mix, and he directed such stars as Olivier and Burton. He appeared in many Shakespeare-based films, including Brando's Julius Caesar, Orson Welles' Chimes at Midnight, Branagh's Hamlet, and one of the most bizarre Shakespeare adaptions of all time, Peter Granaway's take on The Tempest, Prospero's Books. And finally, also on this date in 1936, Orson Welles' famed production of Macbeth for the Federal Theater Project opened. Because he set the play in Haiti and used a large cast of African-American actors, it was dubbed the Voodoo Macbeth. It premiered at the Lafayette Theater in Harlem, and Wells was only 20 years old at the time. Genius. On April 15, 1367, Henry Bolingbroke was born, the son of John of Gaunt. He would rise to power, usurp the throne from Richard II, and become Henry IV in 1399. He appears in Richard II and Parts I and II of Henry IV. On April 16, 1991, noted film director David Lean died. Though known for directing films such as Lawrence of Arabia and Bridge on the River Kwai, he was also an editor, and in this capacity worked on the 1936 film adaptation of As You Like It, which starred Laurence Olivier. Also on this date, in 2017, Welsh stage director Michael Bogdanov died. He had a long and storied career mounting productions of The Bard, but nothing better than his late 80s conflation of the history plays The War of the Roses. I've got a horrible bootleg playlist on our YouTube channel, at least as long as they keep it on there. Despite its quality, it's definitely worth a view. And that was your Week in Shakespeare. You've been listening to the Bill Shakespeare Project presentation of This Week in Shakespeare for the week ending April the 16th, 2018. For our blog and previous Twiz episodes, including links to the news stories we've covered, as well as the real Bill Shakespeare Project podcast, check us out at thebillshakespeareproject.com. And we'll catch you next week. Shakespeare fans, need a poster to hang in your room? Teachers, need some nifty handouts for your students to peruse as you introduce them to the bard? Or are you just in the mood for some printable versions of some of the cool infographics found on this website? Well, regardless of how you answered those questions, I've got a scratch for that itch, a solution for that problem. Check out the Bill Shakespeare Project page on the Teachers Pay Teachers website. You can find character maps for Romeo and Juliet and Julius Caesar previewing the characters and their relationships to one another. I've also got geographical maps so your students can wrap their heads around travels within the plays Troilus and Cressida. Yes, even TNC gets some love. All's well that ends well as well. See what I did there. Plus Pericles and Othello. There's also handouts on the so-called history in Macbeth and Julius Caesar, time in Romeo and Juliet, and violence in Titus Andronicus. Also, you'll find entire packets of handouts for both King Lear and Macbeth, including scene-by-scene timelines and the interactions as well as relationships between the characters. And I'll be adding even more soon. 
Plus, this is where you can find the printable version of the new and improved periodic table of Shakespeare. Some of these are for free, and some are for purchase, but all can be found on the Bill Shakespeare Project page on TeachersPayTeachers.com. Oh, and if you want to purchase a pre-printed poster-sized version of that periodic table, well then head on over to the Bill Shakespeare Project page on Redbubble.com. Links to both of these sites can be found in the left-hand margin of this website.